Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to discuss all things wallish and climbing-ish and 26%-ish and other associated-ish things is my dear friend Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I am good. I'm good. Hopefully this time people are hearing us separately because last week we had sound problems and I apologise profusely for that. It was all Dan's fault. Um, I blame Microsoft, but you know, that's uh, that's all right. The buck stops with them. That's why they're rich and I'm not. So, you know. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, it's been a busy... Man, it's been a busy, busy week. There's been some seriously intense racing going on. Um, obviously, the the big one was uh, Flesh Wallon yesterday, um, or presumably it was because, you know, it was fucking impossible to watch it live, but <laughs> neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, listen, we are going, I am really struggling right now, dear listeners, so I am going glass half full. The glass is half full. It's not half empty, it's half full. That's my mantra. The glass is half full. Would it help you to know that the glass is actually technically always full? Uh-huh. Top half is air. Yeah, no, that didn't help. Yeah, it didn't help me either. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. As 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 my friend Nikki said, the ideal glass isn't half full. The glass is ideally empty, and someone's just bringing you a full one just right now. Anyway, no, racing. I, I like it when the peloton split, you know? I mean, I think I think the interesting thing was we had Energy Walker Tour last week, well, the week before last, I guess, and that was mostly sprinters, sprinty yep. types. And then there was a small gap, and then we had the uh, the Basque races at Makamine Bira and Durango Durango and Makamine Solia, which have moved uh, locations. They used to be in the summer in June, but they were kind of frustrated about being up against things like Philly and getting a small field and so they moved to um they've moved to April. I I, I don't know. I like it when the race splits because we've had um we, we so we had basically two different pelotons doing two different kinds of racing. Mm. And then that, and then at the weekend we had the types of riders who may or may not have been in a Macamine Bira, sorry who who may or may not have been in Energy Wacht also racing the Omnip van Eijel Delta and the Ronde van Gelderland, yeah. um, which is Dutch-style racing and classics. So I love it. I, I really enjoy it. it. It gives me... I like it when you get different teams and not the same... Yeah, exactly. You know, not it's, same it's not the same makeup. Um, you get different race dynamics because it's not the it's not the same people at the pointy end of the, the race and, and stuff. And, yeah, it, it's... it's I don't know. It's just I think it helps keep the overall thing a little bit interesting because it's it's not just the same in week in week out, um, you know. And yeah, it I enjoy it too. I just and and also I, as you um, quite rightly often point out, we don't have a huge number of races that are climbing enough to really sort of showcase that side of of riding. Um, a lot so it's always nice to see when you get those races come up and and like you say the the peloton sort of um you know breaks itself into appropriate size bite-sized pieces for us to consume yeah i mean it's it's always sad i mean it's sad when you don't get climbing teams it's interesting looking at who races which because you have for example um, there's only really, bold, I'm, I'm, it's not exactly right, okay, there's going to be other teams, but it's only really Bowles Dolmans and Wiggle High Five that raced both. Now, Wiggle High Five sent a less good team, I guess you could say, I mean, it's still a very strong team, still a great team, it still had Amy Peters and Chloe Hosking over to 
uh, energy water but their team racing in Macamine Beera was was like big guns you know you had yeah. Emma Johansson and Lisa Longo Borghini and uh, um, Danny Hagawara, King and Miyuka Hagawara yeah and at the same time you also but and, but but then you also have bowls because they're both big enough squads where you can have teams with enough big stars so in in the bowls in the bowl on the bowls side you had um Evelyn Stevens and uh Megan Guarnier and uh, you know Caroline Canwell who we haven't really seen race much for mm. bowls Kasia Pawlowska similar she hasn't really raced much for bowls because she was still she was race she was racing track yep. so it's kind of nice to see these Demi de Jong you've, you it's nice to see them kind of coming in different in different formations as well yeah, yeah. because the bowls teams that's been that's been winning everything has been pretty straight has been pretty static it's you know when you've got a good formula stick to it so it's been really good fun to see different riders shining and different riders having chances and yeah mountains and this year it's funny Emakamine Beer has always been quite hard to follow. Um, it's a great race. It used to be very, very, very mountainous. You know, this was yeah. with uphill time trials and uphill team time trials and proper mountain races. And it's got flatter over the over the years. And it's not it's not by any means a flat race, but it's not it's not the glory days of mm, of, mm. Uh, of old fashions. Let's just climb up mountains all day. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's and it, but the, the TV was great. They had really good highlights programs. Every I mean, what happened last year was they they wanted to be world tour, and at one point they were actually throwing their toys out of the pram and saying, "If we're not a world tour, we're going to cancel." But they kind of seem to have got it together, and so they've moved. They've got a much well now they've got two websites, which is weird. Yeah. But one of them is much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one, one of them is navigable and, and that's, yeah. that helps. So Yeah, that helps. But they've got great social media and they've got great TV work. And it seems like moving has, you know, they've, they've had to kind of up their game. I think it's good that racers don't see that throwing their toys out of the pram is the way to achieve something. Yeah. The way to achieve yeah. something is to demonstrate that you can get good tv coverage and good coverage exactly and and you know like we said at the start of the season that is a exactly the point of of the changes that sort of came with the women's world tour were to drive that sort of development technically, yeah. technically. but we'll come to that later <laughs> because it's, it's been interesting that that development has been driven largely outside the world tour yeah um you know, with uh, Imakami, you know, races like Imakami Bira. We just heard that the Tour de L'Occitanie, which is a brand new race um, held in May in, in France, the 2.2 race, with very small teams because it clashes with other races with, with Philadelphia. That's apparently going to have live coverage every day. Wow. Just like... So it, yeah. And, and, you know, there's all these... The, the, new, <laughs> uh, the new finish race, for example. Well, it's not new, but it's uh, it's new to the it's new to the uh, world, to the to the UCI calendar. That's got live coverage. And, yeah. you know, the the um, in, in, in like a week and a half's time, yeah. the yeah. Uh, Tour de Yorkshire's got live coverage. And that's got a much smaller... Yeah, 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 exactly. And then at the same time, uh, a storied race with a long history and a men's race on the same course on the same fucking day with cameras right there... <laughs> Can't fucking oh fuck <laughs> we're gonna yeah this is dan's official fuck flesh will on <laughs> i will not buy flesh will on a beer annual post i mean he's been kind of dan's been kind of protected from this this week haven't you because you have been a little bit busy yeah yeah well life. you know i've i've had a particularly busy week at work and and i was saying to sarah before we started recording that 
I did cheat a little bit in the sense that I had a lot of stuff I needed to get done and I knew, I just knew that it's not going to be live. So, you know, I gave myself a little bit of, a little bit of room to, to not follow as closely as I have in previous years, which eased a little bit. But then, you know, as you say, we start talking about all these other races, new races or smaller races or, or, you know, less well-known races that are managing to put together proper coverage and, and live coverage. And it's just like, Oh, I just want to storm into a meeting and throw some tables over and yell at people. <laughs> I do too, and it's really hard not to get depressed and angry. I yeah, think that's the thing. this is why my mantra is the glass is half full, the glass is half full, because it's so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because to stop myself swearing, I took a swig and half of the drink disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but let's talk about the. So we started off with Durango, Durango Macanin Soria, which is the traditional like launch of the it's the Spanish mini season. Which... There used to be a World Cup the GP Ciudad de Valencia, no, not Valencia, Valladolid, that's it, um, which started, you know, there used to be three races, Spanish races together, and, and it's it's sad that we don't have them anymore, but things have been much worse, and for Spanish races to have live TV is is really immense because we lost Spanish races, we've lost Spanish teams, women's cycling in Spain is like, is much less, you know, it, it's much, it's, it's just not as, it's just not as, as developed as anywhere near as developed as the men's side. And, yeah. and it's been sad. It's been very, very depressing to, you know, because there's so many good riders, but it's just been frustrating that, that Spanish cycling has never really got over the, uh, um, the Olympics. Um, I've completely forgotten her name. Maribel Moreno's uh, Olympic doping, I think has, uh, was, has been, you know, a kind of bit of a death knell. She was the first rider to be popped for doping at the Olympic Games in, I want to say 2000, I could be wrong, oh, 2008. She was, um, yeah, she was tested positive for EPO, immediately tested as soon as she landed in Beijing. <laughs> she fled the country for Spain that same day, having suffered a panic attack. <laughs> at, at being told that she had to do a test? Or... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, she was the first athlete to test positive for banned substance at the 2008 Olympic Games. So, yeah, um, I think that, like, you know, she'd come third in the Giro. She'd won the Tour de la Dèche. She'd, you know, she'd, she'd got, she'd been multiple Spanish Spanish road and time trial champion. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's good. It's really good. It is really fantastic. So um, we yeah. started off with uh, Durango, Durango and Macamin Soria, which was won in the bowls. Let's carry them on. Winning. They've won everything. Megan Guarnier's turn. Uh, <laughs> Megan Guarnier won Durango, Durango. Essentially, um, yeah. And I mean, I know I say it every year, but that is like easily the best race name of the year. Easily. Durango, Durango and Macamin Soria. If only I could roll my R's, it would sound even better. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Megan and Elisa Longo Borghini ended out in a break together. The pair of them um, attacking each other and having fun riding together. Uh, Megan won, Elisa was second, Emma Johansson was third, 42 seconds behind them with a big group, being a group, being a big group in. Oh, ho, hum, this is how it goes. This bowl's going to win everything this season. Well, they weren't going to stop there. They certainly weren't going to stop there. Um, you know, there's, there's, well, there's a lot of racing ahead of them. Um, yeah. So what I, I'm just I'm actually I'm to be perfectly honest a little bit stuck on my dates because uh, I I th can't remember if Macamin Bira started before Isel Delta. 
Yes, right, okay. So here's the here's the dates, right? Uh Durango, Durango, Macamine Celia was on the twelfth of April. Right. The Macamine Bira started the next day on the thirteenth and ran till Sunday the seventeenth. Okay. Right. Omelette van Eiseldelta was on Saturday the sixteenth. And Bronde van Helderland was on Sunday, Sunday the seventeenth. Yes. Dan has been working very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I was like... actually, you were mentioning those dates and I was thinking of all the different parts of the country I've been in in the last two weeks. <laughs> Dan's coming to England. Which... He's leaving, he basically flies tomorrow on Friday to come to England yeah. and Dan and I are going to meet each other for the first time. Um, that's not why he's coming to England. He's coming to England for other things. But, uh, <laughs> part of it will be hanging out. Yeah. We'll do a live podcast! That will be part of it. You'll actually get to hear the sound of us elbowing each other out of the way to get the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping each other around the head. I don't know that. Yeah, there'll just be this there'll just be this slow thud and then this small voice going, That'll shut the fucker up. <laughs> and then Sarah will do bickering, podcasts on her own. <laughs> bickering like siblings and get a well, if that's how you feel, I'm leaving. Ah! Oh, we could end off. with a fake storm out. Like one of us could actually go slam the door. <laughs> You're not slamming doors in my house. <laughs> well, maybe if we, maybe it won't be fake then. Maybe it'll be real. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if you didn't need to catch up on the season, bowls have won everything up to, not everything, just most things up to then. But, 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 we started the... Imakami Bira with a 3k 3.3k prologue and it was won by Lotta Lepisto of of Cervelo Bigler well there you go I mean it's a stage race so you you can accept that that's that's not bowls you know that's okay but it was a really 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 weird top 10 to me because it was um Lotta Lepisto first uh Claire Claire Rose formerly Claire Galloway of Podium Ambition second oh my god that must be the biggest 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 result of her career by by a really really long way I mean she's she's it's it's extraordinary you know she's only ridden like uh she 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 DNF'd Vlanderen she rode Payot Hills Classics when you look at her um, her Palmares uh, internationally, yeah. she rode last year. She rode the Ladies Tour of Norway and was out of time on the first stage. Mm-hmm. She didn't. This is the first. Uh, she's ridden in 2012. She rode in South Africa and she rode and she DNF'd in the first stage of Tour de Limousin. It's like wow, that's amazing. And so wow, that's 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 unexpected. Congratulations, Claire. And then Carmen Small third, Evelyn Stevens fourth, Ash Mormon fifth. Kasia Palowska sixth. Well, Kasia Palowska, I'd expect to do well in the prologue. But I was just scratching my head, going, "What? What's? Wow, this is the weirdest top ten. Yeah, yeah, and well, that- absolutely. And, and that's what I was going to say is is just when you see um, who who Claire was ahead of, it's it's astonishing. Yeah, but but then I remembered this is a three point three k prologue. They're very specialist, and all the top prologue riders aren't there and that's not to take anything away from Lotte Lepisto or, or Claire or Carmen Small and Third but the big pro the big names for these prologues weren't there you know you'd expect to see your Annemiek van Vlertens your um you know your your uh uh Roxanne Knetemans you know yep. those kind, yep. those those kind of riders obviously Mariana Voss uh, Anna van der Brega, those kind of riders yep. so all of those riders weren't around so you know it was it was it was like the it was mm. like a bit of a sh- whoa that's weird and then you're like oh okay yeah it's because it's stage racing and again this is why I this is why I really enjoy it when they go away 
Yeah, well, um, and like you said at the top, you know, when the season breaks up a little bit, you get these sort of interesting things. I mean, as you say, like, that's going to be a huge result for Claire, but it, it could also be, you know, that could also be the first of many huge results for Claire, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. This could be, it could be an yeah. anomaly, it could be the start of, of great things. So, yeah, congratulations. Um, and great to see Lotta Lapisto winning. Um, mm. Savello Bigler haven't had a particularly successful season so far, and they've had a lot of bad luck. And their teams have had a lot of bad, you know, they've, they've, they've had a lot of bad luck. Um, but uh, they've had um, Ash Mormon, um, they, they, they've, who have they had? Lotta has been their most successful rider up to that point. She was third in the Omelette van Hageland, Tilta Winger, and third in the Payot Hills Classic. But apart from that, their results have been disappointing. Yep. I think that's fair to say. So congratulations to them. And again, it's like, yay, this is, and this is again what that change between classics races and stage races does. I think, yeah. Yeah. Is you start to see different things, different things going on. And, and we saw that as well, because on stage one, that was won by Emma Johansson and her first UCI win of the season. And her first wiggle win. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Yeah. I mean, Emma's had how many? T- she's she's been. She was second in the Summin. She was third in Strade Bianchi. She was second in Ronde van Vlaanderen. You know, obviously, yeah. she's third in Durango, Durango. But that was her first, her first win of the it's, season. Which it's is- kind of, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but it's kind of classic Emma. You know, like lots of podiums, lots of right up there's, but it, you know, it always seems to take a little while into the season before she hits that first win. So yeah. I mean, for the last couple of years, I think last year she'd had some. Was it last year when she broke her collarbone, like mm. like four weeks out, and, and yeah, then raced yeah. from London four weeks out, and and she'd had both. Uh, she she's had some bad luck. Which, the by spring. the way, is still what is clinically known as batshit insane. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to say, I'm I'm I think I'm going to have to. T- I'm taking a hard line. I, I, it's interesting. I have got a hard line on 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 riders riding ill and especially i mean it's different i guess when you've broken something like your collarbone that's you know if you get a bar in there it's pretty easy fixed or mm. or ellen like riding with her her ribs but i've been thinking a lot about shelly olds who crashed in i want to say genta um or maybe it was maybe it was actually strade and she had a head and head and neck injury and then mm. she crashed again in binder and it's made you know it's basically it's like and and i think that was the crash that took out Trixie Warwick and yeah. ended up with Trixie's kidney being t- being taken out, and I kind of feel like, oh, I I don't know what I f- I don't I don't like harden the fuck up to that extent, you know. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea um, necessary to be riding with. Well, of course I don't think it's a good idea to be riding with head and neck injuries. I think it's fucking crazy. Yep. So yeah, um, but you know what can you do? It's uh, well, you it's, can uh, you know have a podcast and say it's fucking crazy. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean the Macamine Beira is a race that's super close to Emma's heart. When she started, she started out um, as a as a cyclist. She moved over to Spain to start with, and she was staying and working as an au pair um, part time in Spain with, with her Spanish family uh, while she was while she was you know racing and trying to get rides. So the Basque Country is very special to her, and the Macamine Beira is very special. She won in twenty thirteen, and. You know, it was great. I think it's it's good to see. Right, yeah, click. We've got it. She's got to win. And... Yeah. Well, and also because I mean, I know we've talked about it several times, but it, it's I found Wiggle this year just super interesting as a team. Anyway, because they're doing that like super transparent 
behind the team kind of video style stuff. Um, it, it's interesting to see that journey as they start to put those pieces together and get some get some results. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 she won. She won with being out there with Carmen Small of fellow Bigler with Georgia Bronzini, um, Emma's teammate, leading up a group um, fourteen seconds behind them. And yeah, it's it's like oh okay, bowls. You're not getting it all your own way interesting you know when you've got that thing where you've got an you've got a, a short prologue so you don't have too much it hasn't like messed up the gc yeah, too much yeah. and immediately you go into interesting wins and you're like yeah this is this is going to be a fun race straight away i think so yeah so that was the uh i want to say the thursday the friday was stage two um uh, finishing on urkiola which is a nice a nice bat nice bass climb it was you know one of those stages where you look at the profile it's completely flat completely flat completely flat oh ukiola mm-hmm. um so you know, beautiful classic basque climb gorgeous gorgeous surroundings and emma won that one too with um just a second over megan guanio from bowls so you know it's not like bowls were absent they were there it's they were definitely definitely there yeah and it's like because it's a climb you had elisa force elisa longo borghini and his teammate mm. ash mormon passio from savella bigler five seconds behind her and no um, results Hannah... after that so yeah Hannah <laughs> solovey Hannah solovey everyone's favorite rider um, seventh, seconds, and fifth. So yeah, it, it's it's like oh, this is going to be fun because they're not going to get it all their own way. And you're sitting there going, well, maybe you know, obviously, obviously Meg's in great form. Obviously yeah. Emma's in great form. They both really want this win. Uh, last year's winner, Kasia Yudoma and her team Rabo Live aren't here. So disappointing. But you know, um, yeah. So yes. stage three. What next was- year? Yeah, stage three was kind of a climby, bunchy. Well, interesting because Georgia Bronzini, wiggle Honda, wiggle high five. I'm gonna actually finally be able to say wiggle high five just when they change their secondary sponsor again, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, they'll go back to to Honda as being the second name sponsor or something like that. It'd be great. Well, so, ah! something else starting with H is the rule anyway. Yeah. So Bronzini. <laughs> Just trying to think of what starts with H. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 so did I, but I bet I started thinking of very different things to you. <laughs> I started thinking of drugs. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think heroin's a brand name, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a global industry begs to differ, Sarah. <laughs> it just possibly doesn't need the advertising coming with sponsorship. So no. I mean, you know, I know that I know that we talk about painkillers in the peloton, but that's really a bit too far. Um, Could explain some of the crashes, though. <laughs> Jesus, you know what? I I do. It, it's like painkillers in the peloton is one of those things that just makes me think, what the fuck? And I would, if I was another rider, like sometimes you think, no wonder, like you know, the top teams do that, do that first. You know, let's get the first break at twelve kilometers because I'm not <laughs> riding with someone who's doped up to the eyeballs. Thank you very much. Like you know, I just. I think I think it's so wrong, isn't it? Like it's so wrong on a level of of common sense. <laughs> yeah, yes. have this painkiller; it'll dull your reaction times, and you won't feel any pain when your body starts hurting too much. And that injury <laughs> you've got, well, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Go uh, wrong. Uh, stage three bunch sprints. Um, well, after lots of climbing, I mean, you look at who won it: Georgia Bronzini. Yeah. And you think, oh, bunch sprints. But then it was like Carmen Small second and Rossella Ratto in third. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not 
that's not um that's not really a bunch sprint, is it? And then Ash Mormon fourth and Megan Guarnier fifth and Malgozata Jasinska sixth. Those are all proper climbers, man. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I just want to shout out to Georgia Bronzini how she's been for the last couple of years, been pushing herself into a more climbing Georgia. I mean, she's always been good at getting over the small climbs, but she's had her eye on Rio for years. And for the last yeah. few years, she's been building herself up to be someone who can get over the hills. And it, look, again, I think it's a really interesting part of her career with Wiggle. You know, like her, Wiggle was originally, you know, quite clearly built around her as a sprinter. And yes. especially that first season, she pretty much she was got the only all their wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you know, did a phenomenal job. But it's been really interesting and really impressive to me to see the way that not just Wiggle have developed as a team, but George has developed and, and her role within the team's changed as well as she's taken on more leadership, more work as a, a road captain, um, you know, and as you say, pushing herself um, to extend her riding style and, and her ability to get through, you know, climbs like this and, um, and win sprints off the back of them is just, like... It's just great. Yeah. It's just so impressive. Yeah, I mean, last year we talked about seeing Georgia as a road captain and and the interesting thing about seeing Georgia in a team where she's not the strongest rider because, you know, because they had superstars like Elisa, like Yolene Dora. And so it's been... It's been really interesting watching her, but she's definitely been pushing it. Like we yeah. saw her in Ladesh um, last year and the year before, for example. We've seen her in all sorts of races. Mm, mm. And basically... I'm interested in, as a trackie, as a world champion points rider, you know, George has looked at Rio and gone, I want Rio for the road. Yeah. And rather than the track, and that's really interesting. I mean, I guess part of it is taking away the points race, which I will always mourn, and moving it into the Omnium. But yeah, I guess yeah. George is not so good at the time trial sections of the Omnium. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, she's she's every. I mean, I look at Georgia and I think she's just screaming, "Give me an Olympic spot!" <laughs> I don't think she well, can win Rio. Look, but to I to be but, honest, but, but, it would be very hard to deny her. I think you know, given assuming she maintains the the same sort of all peaks again, I guess to to the same sort of form that she's showing, um, based on on her palmares, her experience, her knowledge, her her comfortability leading a team on the road, all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I think it would be pretty hard to, to deny her a spot. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, except for the fact that Italy has so many good riders. So many <laughs> good riders. And it could be, I mean, I think, you know, Elisa Longo-Borghini, Elena Cicchini, um Well, Rosello Ratto, this is the other thing. Yeah. Rosello Ratto coming back. Rosello's been very quiet for the last couple of she years. She has. She really has. And it's like, it's like it's always a little bit odd when you see someone who's so young and so strong and so good doing so well and then just disappearing. You kind of like, that's odd. Um, but 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 you know, I, I, a couple of weeks ago I talked to Eleanor Cicchini at the start of the um, of the of the energy water, and she's got very strong opinions about how the Italian cycling fed isn't very good at developing their very their large range of very good young riders right. into elite success. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, we look at Elisa and and Georgia, who were like the only who were like racing, allowed to race for foreign teams basically, because the Italian cycling fed used to keep them very close. And Elisa going to high tech broke the mold. I mean, obviously, Noemi Cantele did that when yeah. she was racing for high tech, but. But Elisa is this one of the modern crop going actually. Yeah, I want to get away from 
yeah, yeah. and it's worked so anyway yeah so interesting interesting so that was stage three stage three yeah so final stage so they went into the final stage and that was fascinating because in the final stage emma johansson was leading the gc but she wasn't that far ahead. She was only like um, she was only like a handful of seconds ahead of uh, Megan Guarnier mm. um, and Carmen Small. And then there was other riders. I think there's like there was like six six riders who were within forty five seconds or, of her. Yeah, yeah, within. So uh, Evelyn Stevens, for example, was one of them. Um, you know, her own teammate Elisa Longo Borghini, I think, was sitting 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 third. I'm, yeah. I haven't got it all to hand. I apologise. Um, so it was a stage where anything could happen and it was also a stage that was streamed live which is always always welcome oh and when it's the best country i mean you forget mm. that one of the reasons and one of the reasons i love watching live races live cycling it's all these beautiful places they go to and yeah yeah I, it was raining like crazy like it always does in the Basque country and which is why it's so green and so beautiful but they were doing lots of parts like along the sea coast and along the seashore and in mountains and like, oh my god this is the, you know they'd be they'd be circling these these mountain roads overlooking cliff roads overlooking beautiful beaches and and gorgeous sea and even though it was completely rainy oh what a beautiful place to go on holiday <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was gorgeous and it was full of attacking like so i felt sorry for them because almost one of the first things that started when the stream started was the breakaway group that was out um got misdirected and oh. had to stop and start again oh oh no that's like the worst yeah and you can kind of like we talk about quite a lot of stuff that happens in women's races that would not fly in men's races but you know we can't see it happen so it, it goes under the radar radar but just gutting gutting for the amakameen beer organizers who as well i mean as far as i know nothing else bad happened yeah throughout the, throughout the year yeah. but who knows yeah. so yeah so um but oh my god the Basque country is so beautiful dan oh you know we should go there sometime and do a podcast there <gasps> you know what we could do you know where we could you know what would be a good place to do a podcast from the Basque country we just said in makameen Bira. Oh yeah, well yeah, of course, exactly. That's that was kind of what I was getting at. Oh okay, I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit behind. I'm 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 a little bit. I have post race blues when I go. <laughs> well, and, and this week it's like post races blues. So yeah, and and it's and it's and and then it's like I I struggle so much with the um with 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 the uh with the, with, with, with the half full with glass echelon. Yeah. yeah, I'm struggling so hard. It's killing me. <laughs> oh my god. I just, I just, why, why, why? We haven't even got to that race yet. This is that's yeah. how that's how bad it is. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, so so it's it was. I mean, it was a beautiful race to watch because there was so much attacking. There were so so many attacks, and you know, Carmen Small doing lots of attacking, and and um, and Evelyn Stevens doing lots of attacking, and and Wiggle chasing down tons of attacks and oh it was such a great stage to have you know it's yeah. a great stage to finish the race great to have live I think it had about three climbs in it like so it wasn't like super mega climby but it was just like up and down all day three blocks of climbing um you know just just great 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 racing and and oh lovely and it was like who's gonna win what's gonna happen are they gonna make it away attack 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 gorgeousness and um yeah and and in the end uh megan guarnier won like pulling her megan guarnier won and it's like 
Oh, oh wow! You know, yeah, she could awesome. she, she could really have won the she could oh, really overall, have won yeah. the race, except for the fact that um, although uh, Hannah Solovey was second and Ash Mulman was third, um, Emma Johansson was fifth. Right, right. <laughs> and they finished in a group of like about eight. It was a bunch of people yeah, about yeah. eight riders with um well with Doris Schweizer behind them, and basically there'd been about at that point there'd been about seventeen, eighteen riders in the frame. But yeah, they uh, yeah. So they, Emma Emma had enough time that she all she had to do was was protect the gap a little bit. Rather yeah, she just it. had to stop them getting away. I mean, I say that oh yeah, that's easy. She just had to stop <laughs> well, it's easier than having the pressure of having to win it, you know, but. Yeah, it's not like it's easy, and especially in those and also, conditions. And also, when you look at it, it's um, it's five stages. The prologues won by Lotta Lapisto, Guarnier won the final stage, but the rest of them—that's three stages to three stages to wiggle high five. Yeah, yeah. So, awesome. um, pushing pushing bowls, and that's not an easy bowls team. That's not like they've no. got like secondary bowls team. Now they were supposed to have Lizzie Armit instead, but she pulled out sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's but still, um, you know, it's it's like you say, it's not a pushover team. Megan's been on form, and um, and you know, it it was exciting racing, and yeah, and you look at look at the you know the top five, you know, you've got Emma ahead of Megan, um, then Ash Mulman, Passio, Elise Longo, Borghini, Carmen Small for your top five. Like those are serious riders. So good riders. I mean. Yeah. And really, really, really fun racing, and made easier by a excellent social media. Um, I really love the fact that the Spanish arm of the uh, Twitter online women's cycling detective club were out there. So there's uh, uh, Yolanda Alvarez, Babalia, and uh, Miguel, and all of them. Um, Miguel, I think of Marcos. Sorry, oh, terrible. Um, and all of the, you know, there, there was all there was tons of social media because they're great, they're fantastic people. There was really good highlights. The race media was fantastic. It, it was just a super easy race to follow, and you know, great, great, really good fun. Um, yeah. <sighs> Over in the Netherlands, we had the Ronde van Eiseldelta, which um, was won by uh, Anna van der Breger of of Rabo Live, and I think that was van der Breger's first UCI win of the season. Oh, uh, really? It okay. was. It was. It was. It was. Well, uh, there she, you go. She was four. I think van der Breger has been having quite a tough season because she was fourth in the Ronde van Drenthe World Cup, mm. fifth in Strade Franke, sixth in Trofeo Alfredo Binder, twenty fourth in Ronde van Vlaanderen. 13th in Het Noisblad, which she'd won last year. Yeah. Um, so Omnit van Eiseldelta was her first uh, win first win season. of the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was um, she'd won after being in a in a in a there'd been lots of breakaways, um, lots of groups, and she and Vera Kuaduda had been winning, had been out there out together. Yeah, out together yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look at the results list, and it's clear that there was a bunch of like like obviously the race split up into a, a bunch of little groups there because. Um, the time gap is well, pretty amazing. Yeah, when you, so it's Van der Breggen first, Kualuda second, Flirtia Mackay coming in uh, with Lauren Kitchen in fourth at two forty six behind yeah. behind the Then Kirsten Veeld bringing up a group at two fifty three, a group of one, three, 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 four riders. Then the next big group is Anuska Costa bringing in a group at four minutes oh eight. And then you've got, and that's like about a group of, I don't know, let's say 20, 20, 20 15 riders. And then you've got like <laughs> a, another small group of about five riders uh, bringing up at, at six minutes 54. And only 31 riders finish yeah. the race. Yeah, and then you've got like 100 and something DNFs. 
So. Yeah, like, like that's and it's wind. It's, it's yeah. not. It's wind. It's tough. It's it's. When just we super when we talk hard. about windy Dutch racing, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. Um, I want to shout out to Hannah Barnes, whose first race it was back from an injury, who ah, finished twenty yeah. sixth um, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> the end of that off the back of that like yeah that, yeah that bit, that but hey and she she yeah. held on though and you know, yeah seriously if you're, any, if you're yeah. one of those riders who finished there so that was um that was that was good for that was good for anna van der Brega. and then um on the sunday her on teammates sun- uh cash and helderland yeah helderland uh, Kasha won out of a group with uh, Natalie Van Gogh and Lisette de Croix. Uh, Natalie Van Gogh of Park Hotel Valkenburg, Lisette de Croix of Lotto, um, Lotto Sudal, with her teammate Mariana Voss bringing in an enormous, enormous, enormous bunch five seconds behind her. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, nice, nice. And it, look, it, it's kind of like the dam broke, isn't it? Like, you know, it, up until this last week, it was, oh, wow, bowls are having the, the season of a lifetime, you know, is it's starting to look like they really, I mean, you know, inevitably they've got to lose something, but like, wow. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden everyone else is starting to win. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And that's, that often happens. I mean, that often happens in the stage races. I think Mm. I remember um, Rabo live a couple of years ago when uh, Mariana Voss um, was, um, was, was not coming, was coming back for flesh for her first race. Oh, 2013. And they'd attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked all through the classics. But then Lucinda Brand won an uh, energy walk to her. And then Fran Prevost won, won Flesh Wallon. And it was like, oh, right, yeah, we've done it. But their goal had been to win things without Mariana Boss. And they like, literally yep. did it last possible race. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. But I wonder if having Boss on the team gives them something like gives them more confidence or maybe it's just have you know maybe it's just well, that I, look i think i think it certainly does but i i think it's also i mean we all know how good boss is at supporting her teammates and also how smart she is tactically i have no doubt that it's even down to little bits of advice on the road and and also the kind of mind games that that boss is so great at playing that can just help set you up and and make that small gap turn into a real gap and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. 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 And she is, she is just glorious, um, glorious to watch. And, and it's great. I mean, I'm just happy for her that she's back, you know, yeah, she's, yeah. she's just back racing and will she ever be able to get on top? I don't know, but it's, it's fun. I think the other thing is stage races. I mean, I know that uh, Bowles won energy walk tour, but there's something about a stage race where it's a different dynamic. And it's tougher than a day race in a lot of respects because you know you've got to really focus on the recovery every day. You can't, you know, if you if you mess up your recovery or whatever on one day, you've you've lost the whole, you know, you've lost the whole race. You've got to be, yeah. you've got to be completely on on your guard. So, I, and they live together in a different way. So I'm I'm glad I'm happy for them that that I mean I Bowles has been delightful to watch. They've been super fun. They've been a fantastic team. But I've got to admit, I'm not really sad that they that their running streaks broken i think if we don't no, well, on... i mean for for no other reason than the fact that you know they'll be back too because i mean that's the other part of this story is that it's obvious that bowls you know had their whole team geared up for the start of the season as a as a big set of goals yeah, yeah yeah exactly so but... it's it's entirely understandable that they would also start to taper off a bit now or you know even as they have other riders coming to the fore so yeah yeah 
and it's 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 good it's interesting but it's also interesting what i like is that we have those two now we've got two we used to just have one now we've got two stage races just before the final big enormous classic monument flesh will on true true and it is interesting to to see like you said at the the top you know different riders racing different styles because this is also you know the big climby type classic that that is you know it's it's a classic but it's distinctly different from you know, the the flanders and and um you know uh strata bianchi and and that sort of thing too it's a different kind of race and and so it's interesting to see the approach different riders take to to come to this race yeah and, and particularly interesting this year because of the olympics mm. oh absolutely it's a climby it's a it's a climby olympics it's much climbier than this race but it's 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 I think it's a kind of it's much you know this is like for example I think Evelyn Stevens had said said afterwards that 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 a flesh wallon is a winning flesh wallon would be an automatic spot in the Olympic squad in the USA Olympic squad right so it's it's um you know there, there's a lot of riders who this is out of all the classics the one that's the most one that, that, they're, that they're going to be looking at for the Olympics too. Yeah, definitely so, going to be targeting. I mean, maybe that explains why Carly Taylor took a bit of a, a dig on the first time over the murder hui. So, yeah, I, well, I'm joking. Yeah. I'm joking. And I'm mainly joking because I've seen her joking about that on Twitter as well, um, basically saying that she needs to learn to count to two. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I... I it's an interesting race. So if you don't know the the flesh wallon, it's and it's a hard one on the one hand because the tradition of flesh wallon, the traditional way to do it is you all ride. You know the, the joke about flesh wallon. It's like the joke about Milano San Remo, isn't it? But the joke is that you all ride round together and then you have a sprint up the murder hui. Now, I mean, obviously, sprint up the murder hui. We're saying it tongue in cheek because that fucker is steep. Yes. It's like, and like right now you're thinking, oh, don't talk to me about steep. I know steep. And what Sarah and I are trying to impart to you right now, dear listener, dear beloved friend listener, is that you're fucking wrong. Yeah, I've walked <laughs> up a bit of it because in 2013, oh, thank you, Carl Lima. Carl Lima um, let me go to the race with the uh, high tech products team. And so I walked down a little bit of the murder hui and then up a little bit of the murder hui. And as I was walking down it and I thought I was going to snap my Achilles from the other side. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is really, it's actually a really hard street to walk down because you're like, my, 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 ankles aren't supposed to go this yeah, far yeah. And, and and the problem is that there's no actual way to to do it like you can't walk down it sideways because your ankles aren't meant to go that far sideways either you know like there's there's no good way to do it so and you get to a point where you're like i better start walking up right now <laughs> maybe i'll crawl for a bit because it seems safer <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like my kiddies weren't really happy about being concertinaed up now yeah. they're not madly happy about <laughs> being stretched out it's just it's brutal i mean it seems disarmingly um less steep because it averages out at about nine percent but yeah. what the the dirty nasty little secret is that about halfway through you hit this this bit that's just like an absolute you know kick to the guts that's 26 percent 
Yeah, literally, and there's and it's on hairpins as well. Yeah, like it's not like it's it's not like it's on it's not like it's like a nice straight straight up. It's like so you get these twenty six pin hairpins. Oh my god! Yeah, they're so it's so exciting. It's like it's it's such a good climb, and it's just beautiful. And it's it. I always don't remember riders talking about. Yeah, it smells of it smells of sausages, and it's really hard to climb because it's it smells of sausages. And... <laughs> honestly i mean i'm not doubting writers i'm i'm genuinely not but like there are a lot of things that i've saw at my time that are a lot worse than sausages so yeah but not when you're riding and and, and it's like surrounded by people because it's like it's just like this ordinary little street but you get like yeah. beer tents and big screens and the sunshine and and martina brass said it's the best classic to go and see live is to go and go go to see flesh from the murder week because you get the women's start on the moor and then you get two. They get they get their two sprints, and the men have three times up the moor. And it's just it's just gorgeous. It's got everything you want from a bike race day. It's so easy. It makes it so easy to watch and love. And ah, mm, mm. oh, I mean, of course, you have to climb up and down it with your to go to the beer tent. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's it's be so they basically do one long loop of sixty odd kilometers and then they do the same loop again um but they add in an extra bonus climb and this extra bonus climb was added was was there last year and last year it was where anna van der Breger attacked or the, the the breakaway that the breakaway that went attacked there and so van der Breger did something which was extraordinary which was get to the bottom of the moor first and win um and win you know win from a win win from a you know, win from a breakaway, which isn't supposed to happen. What are you doing, Anna? You've ripped up the script. <laughs> which we hate, obviously. Yeah, you know, clearly <laughs> we all hate to be surprised and um, and see things like that that happen. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a really um, so this you know it. I mean, there's so many funny fun things about the obviously because it's the ASO. They have a really really good website and they have a really good route, and they kind of you know. Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate the... that ASO have no experience with race broadcasting. Oh my God! Don't glass half full, glass half full, glass half full. Um, it's yeah, but the the so basically you the, the thing that's really interesting about it is well the hills you know eleven hills in total, but they're very they kind of do that thing where it's close together where you have like a you have like a pair you have the the Cote de Belair is at kilometer ninety seven and then the Cote de Bohiso is at one o four. Yep. So that's like less than 10k apart. And then the Côte de Solière, which is the longest climb, 4.3 kilometer long climb, is at, is at a kilometer, so 117. This is out of 137. And then you go this new, this bonus climb chucked in there, the Côte de Chauve, which is 1.3, average 8.1%, which is six kilometers away from the Moor. Wow. Just. And that's the other thing I miss. I miss, you know, we were talking about let's all ride together and then have a big, really big climb in, in Mackinac Bira. And we've talked about Kent Webelgem and um, and Tour of Flanders and, and even, you know, Trofeo Binder, where your climb is important, but then you have some kind of descending or some flat mm. to the end. No, not this one. <laughs> no, no. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's just always, always going to be the myrrh. Like it just, it just is. You well, know. except last year it wasn't. Yeah, well, okay, exception that proves the rule. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so they kind of started out. So they started out with a with a, a, a an escape group of seven had got away, um, which was Emilia Forlin from Ali Cipollini, uh, Lex Albrecht, B Pink, Lex One puts uh, Hoover all the GPMs in the first part of it. Cecilia Gotas Johnson of High Tech, Shayla Gutierrez, Silence, and Sophie Dyke from Top Spot Vlanderen, Jess Allen from the Aussie Aussie national team, yep. and Katja. Katia Ragusa from Sabeto Futon. Really interesting early break. Mm. Um, probably special because literally none of the big teams had a rider. <laughs> which it, hardly well, ever happens. Yeah, well, that's true. And and you're right to say probably special. I would pretty quickly add also probably doomed <laughs> for the exact yeah, exactly. same reason, you know. Yeah, you're like like the only way that that break can get away and next Albrecht can win this race from that from that particular breakaway is if all of the teams get into a fist fight Bowles and Cervello and Rabo but live and Orica all get into a fist fight about who's going to take up the chase yeah exactly exactly um, but they, they they got like they got like um three you know three and a half minutes and they uh break and they got um and they got uh, over the murder hui first, and then you kind of kept hearing about Rabo Liv being on the front. <laughs> <laughs> but they actually, but they even got like they they got really far away. They were like just sitting there going, "Oh, I've been joking about this, about them getting about them about them staying away." But they actually got to the Cote de Belair over the Cote de Belair separately. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, okay, that's um that's Columbus in '97. Okay, they've got about." <laughs> They need to kind of get yeah, this together I guess right now. Going to start taking it seriously soon, right? Right, guys. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they, um, and then the Cote de Bohuso at one o one o four, and that's when they're caught. And uh, Lizzie Armitstead taking the top first. Um, Lizzie had said before the race that she was sick. She'd been sick yeah. and she was just recovering. And they also, um, so, but she she still took that that top one first with Ash Mormon being dropped, and Ash is uh, sick too. Mm. So yeah, so you've got like okay, okay, this is interesting. They've they've left it longer than normal, but we've got like under thirty five k left for the race to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it's it's split. The peloton split, and you're sitting there watching it on Twitter, and it does have quite bad Twitter updates. Flesh will on. I mean, I've I've done this race. It's um, none of it's flat. Uh, there's quite a lot of areas where you fall out of mobile phone signal. But to be honest, it was fucking terrible in the in the grand scheme of things in terms of Twitter updates because people were saying, oh well, it's because not much is coming over the radio, and it's like, yeah, you know what? You can still tweet what the course is like. You can still tweet what it means. You can find. I mean, I don't believe that no one was told who was in the front group. I yeah. just, I just, it's unlike. It's it's very unlike every other race I've ever been to in my life. Um, that we don't know. And and you know, sitting there, all the big names are there. Well, you know, you're on Twitter. You can tell us who those big names are. Do you know what I mean? Don't just say all the big names are there. Tell us about the Mariana Voss. She's won five times. Pauline Fran Prevo. She won in 2013. She took she took Mariana's crap. She, Mariana passed it to Pauline in 2013. Yeah, yeah. Or, 14, or just you know, tell us, tell us the the story of you know why they're there today. You know, like yeah. like this is the thing is it, it's not that hard to go. Oh, okay, so you know, so and so is there, but they're actually there to protect the move um, because they're actually riding for whoever who's leading the chase or, or or whatever. You know, the point being that whatever the situation at that point in time, there's still something to tell about it. You like you don't have to know which order 
they're currently lined up in to be able to tweet. You can I was tweet. at this point I was at this point doing live commentary. <laughs> 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 and it might have been crap. I didn't listen to myself. But it's like, yeah, there's definitely things to say. So then so Moonwan's out and Moonwan loves this road. So Moonwan Passio's out and there's no one else really who can climb, who can go for a Mer sprint. So Cervello Bigler, calm and small, hits the front, uh, yeah. goes out solo, and you're like, oh, Oh my god, that's actually quite a good play. She Isn't can't it? win. She can't win in a murder hui sprint, but maybe she can win by getting enough gap between yeah, them and yeah. getting up the murder hui first. That's actually a really, really smart play because like exactly as you say, like she's she's exactly the right rider that you could see giving teams pause about well, do we chase that or not? Like which one of us chases that? And in the moment of that decision, if you delay it for too long, she could get the gap she needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she didn't. <laughs> she was caught on the Côte de Chalab, um, as we said, where last year's break went. And mm. um, on the Côte de Chalab, seven riders got through. Now, this group, oh, my God. Um, two riders from, from Bulls Dolmans, Evelyn Stevens, who won in 2012, yeah. and Um Anna van der Breger, and Ka- who won last year, and Kasia Nieuwadoma, like, who was my heart. She was my heart overhead favourite yeah, from yeah. Rabolive. Um, Elisa Longo Borghini from yeah, Wiggle High yeah. Five, Elina Amialusik from Canyon Stram, and uh-huh. Kat Garfoot from Orica AIS. Wow. And although Garfoot and Amialusik were dropped, you're like, yeah, that's that's a pretty, that's a bloody good. You know, it's when you're like looking group. at a group yeah, yeah. and you're going, those groups, so they, they drop Garfoot, so they end up with Van der Breger, uh, Van der Breger, and Evelyn Stevens as two winners, two former winners in that group. Neodoma, Longo Borghini, and Guarnier. You're like, yeah, pretty much that's the best. Yeah, that's yeah, the best, no, that's, the best that's of the best of the best. Exactly. That's... Like your winners coming out of that. Yeah. And um, yeah, and they so they kind of they drop first of all and Alamilusik and Garfas are dropped. And then they're just attack, 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 and just into murder we and this is the bit that I want to watch. If I could watch the video, I'd want to watch it from a Cote de Chirave through to the through to the end because mm. this bit just sounds amazing and we've more or less seen the final climb ish on the highlights yeah yeah but they get to the murder hui and evelyn stevens and anna van der bregen attack and start climbing up the murder hui together which like it's almost storybook like two former winners you know literally head to head on this insane climb like like if you were scripting it that's pretty much the script you'd go for oh yeah and and they i the video they they have such different writings climbing oh styles, i know they? massively oh but wow. evelyn stevens is more when you look at them evelyn stevens is more built like a climber mm, in the, mm. in the, she's tall rangy skinny uh it's not that anna van der Breger isn't skinny but anna van der Breger has this kind of hunched over her she was just hitting it attacking yeah, it. she was yeah. ferocious i kept writing down the note ferocious ferocious fierce like just rah and and every every was kind of you know kind of more up in her saddle pulling her bike from side to side yeah. anna was more hunched over you know basically you know the, the whole cliches chewing the handlebars and they're just hitting it together and and you forget how long it takes to climb the murder hui don't you like it's oh only, yeah yeah it's not that long it's only like what a kilometer and five a kilometer and 300 or something yeah yeah exactly it's not super long but you know it, it's it is that that gradient that just makes it a, a, an absolute slog 
you know, I mean, like you said, it's an ankle breaker trying to walk it. So yeah, you know. and they, and they have and they have those very steep sections, and then it kind of levels out a bit. Mm. And there's, that's the other thing about the moor is it's like it's it's just. It's, it's just it's just brilliant. It's oh, just... it is, but it's also kind of cruel in that way, in the sense that yeah, like like after you hit that twenty six percent ramp, and then it kind of eases off. That that feels amazing for just a second, and then you realize that it's not actually eased off. It's just the difference between twenty six and back to like fourteen or whatever. You know, yeah. like 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 you know, it's still actually incredibly difficult. And when, like we said, you know, the average for the whole thing is nine. So, you know, you, 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 you're a long way away still from, from it being anything but an absolute mongrel of a climb. Yeah. And it ends up with um, the thing that I find fascinating about it as well. And, and what makes for an amazing TV is they, they have that very steep section towards the end. And then it levels off into a flat sprint. Mm. And when, when Fran Prevost won it, she said that Mariana Voss's advice was don't start really sprinting until you can see the yeah. hold something back. Don't start sprinting until you can see the finish line. Yeah, yeah. And, and it leads for those amazing photos of riders just cresting. You can see the tops of their heads coming over the top. And then they, but that, that run, that flat run into the finish line must be exhausting like and crazy and we're sitting there thinking wow which one they were staying together halfway up the halfway up yeah the yeah hill and thinking well which one of them yeah who's got has more left who's, who's ready to go at the end of this exactly i mean do you remember in 2012 when evelyn stevens won she won it mm. against voss and voss just lost her power at that yeah, point yeah yeah you know partly in in retrospect we know that she was having still having problems with anorexia with eating disorders and yeah and and, and stuff like that but yeah it was like it's so so incredible so you're kind of and you're reading it on twitter and it's really hard because people have been sending their tweets at different times so you don't know which is <laughs> up to date one yeah, and yeah. you've got the men's on tv and you're thinking will they will they flash you know in the olden days they used to flash to the women's climb uh, you know in the men's coverage in the olden days like five years ago man yeah yeah it flashed to the men's coverage and you're like well will it happen will it happen i mean it's not as bad as the year that really killed you when they flashed the oh, commentators in the i will straight up murder the person who did that i will if if i ever meet them i will i will punch them in the nose oh yeah. oh so so it's, it's with a it's, half full glass that's i yeah i'm still thank you for bringing up that reopening that wound sarah i really appreciate it thank you but um, yeah we could mm. we could see the commentators leaning out of the mm. window out of the window watching watching them go past yeah Fuck you, yeah. flesh. Oh, but and, and and there was actually someone in there with a camera, and for some reason they chose to film the commentator. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. No, like it, like I said before, themselves. you know, it's it's just it's just sad that ASO don't have any experience broadcasting races. So yeah, I mean, you know, they. I mean, what else do they run? I mean, there's that little tiny race in France. Oh yeah, there? but I mean, that's basically provincial. It just tours the countryside. It's you know nothing. Yeah, and there's the, the other one in France which has all those shitty roads. That's you oh know, yeah, the, the really old roads that are poorly poorly maintained. Yeah. yeah. So you know, and, and then they've yeah. they've got that they've got that one in Spain. Oh little... yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, I get yeah. Uh, the the uh, sort of got, traditional I Spanish mean, tour, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean they're 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 a, they're a little they're you know we, not many people know about the ASO and stuff. No, no, yeah. they're a minor organisation, really. It's um, fuckers. So oh. yeah, so anyway, so but when you watch the highlights, you can see 
you can see Evelyn Stevens and Anna van der Breggen, they stay close and they stay close together. And then Ebby is just suffering. Her kind of, uh, you know, graceful climbing turns to pulling the bike from side to side. You're like, shit, has she lost it? Mm. And watching Anna just dig in. And the thing is, is Anna's just going, Anna's just, 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 feeling so strong and she's looking around and she sees Ebby faltering and it just gives her strength and she just plows up the gap gets bigger and bigger Anna has time to put her hands in the air wins her second flesh Wallon in a row her first world tour race her first classic literally the last of the major really big monumental classics yep Wow. And and with eight seconds in the end, which, you know, it's like right up until the moment where Ebby started to crack, I, I honestly wouldn't have predicted that much of a gap, you know. No. And once Ebby cracked, she cracked hard, didn't yeah, she? And it must yeah. have been, and because again you can see her and it's a curvy road as well. It's like so it's 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 you just you just must be suffering so yeah. hard and yeah. and Ebby knowing there's so much riding on it there's Ebby hasn't been winning um when did when did Evelyn Stevens last win a race let's look this up Ebby hasn't been um she yeah. had a very meteoric rise Evelyn Stevens and she's kind of um I'd say I think it's fair to say uh plateaued in the last couple of in the last couple of years her last uh her last proper win was she won the Bowls Rental Ladies Tour in 2014 but last year when she and that was when she was with Specialized Lululemon Last year with Bowles, Brent, Bowles, um, Bowles Dolmans, I mean, her only win was the Amgenta of California Invitational Time Trial. Yeah, yeah. Which, which just doesn't count. Yeah, it's it's certainly nothing that you'd peg your, your career on, so... No, and like, and she's, you know, and, and her, she was third in the Women's Tour of New Zealand last year. Yeah, well, and, and then all of that, take all of that. That and, was and... her only podium, really. That yeah. was her only podium last year and this year she's not been on the podium it's no like... no it's been a slow start to this year even and and to be fair part of that is the fact that bowls is a super team this year and has you know is literally spoiled for choice but at the same time you know like you said um earlier evie herself said this race is you know especially for the american team a, a key race in terms of olympic selection yeah you know yeah so um yeah so the other thing that was interesting was when they were when they were doing battling at the bottom was that you could see the rest of the breakaway group together. Mm. Um, the, the break, you know, that that breakaway group of five. You could well five. It had got dropped to I think dropped to three riders, and but you could see like a group. You could see groups in the distance, kind of kind of catching. But um, Evelyn Stevens' teammate Megan Guarnier finishing third, uh, twenty two seconds behind um, yep. Badabragan. With Kasha Newadoma fourth in twenty three, and Kasha's got a lovely little tweet about um, I was chasing chasing for third, but it wasn't to be. Elisa Longo Borghini fifth, and then at twenty five seconds back, then Amy Lou sixth, sixth thirty eight seconds. Emma uh, Emma Hansen, who oh, who who jumped out the five, final group five, group guessing there uh, seventh at forty three seconds. Kat Garfoot eighth, Mariana nice. Voss ninth. Oh, nice, nice. And Yolanda Neff tenth. That's a solid top 10. That is a very good top 10. That's a solid top 10. That's the kind of top 10 we could see in the Olympics. Oh, mate, I'd be fucking over the moon if we saw a top 10 like that in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's Mariana Voss. She's got this adorable tweet, which is like, when you struggle up your way up the moor and find out your teammates took first and fourth place. Happiness. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so easy to be a Mariana fan. Um, Perfect job by Anna van der Breggen for her second win here. Satisfied with my own race. Like, she's back after. Yeah, yeah. And she came ninth. Well, and... (laughs) And that's her struggling up the moor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, That's her struggle um that's amazing i'm also you know very much in in the context of the olympics i'm i'm you know and and we've talked about this several times already this season but it's super interesting to me for the u.s when you've got riders then like evie and megan you know second and third in this race both very strong like like u.s selection is going to be just a nightmare this year well meg's got her automatic selection because yeah the road the you the the usa national yeah yeah Obviously, Kristen Armstrong wants another crack at winning a ITT gold. But if you know Kristen yep. Armstrong rides the ITT, she's not going to get to place the ITT. That's that's one place down from the exactly. That's a that's an overall detraction really from the road team. To be perfectly also, honest, but you also have Evie Stevens and Carmen Small will also be kind of have their wants want to want to win the ITT too. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of gonna be fascinating. And then you've got like riders like Mara Abbott. Mara can climb very well, yep. but you know, I, I've got to question why riders like Kristen Armstrong and Mara Abbott are, are racing in the States when when they could be racing in yeah, you know yeah. I mean obviously Kristen Armstrong only you know would would get there on the back of her ITT, but you don't prove that you can beat the best in the world by riding in the States in, um, well, particularly, in, in, in Redlands Classics. Exactly, particularly in an Olympic year and particularly in a year, like there's not, as we said before, there's not a lot of climbing races on the calendar. Um, the Olympic race is a climbing race. And also Mara, you know, even with all her victories, is probably better known as a stage racer than as a one-day racer. Like yeah. I, I would, in in her proverbial cleats, expect that you'd be seizing every opportunity to to not just um not just race those courses but also size up your competition yeah well mara is one of those riders who she's we just don't i mean the men are much more lucky because they can be like this but mara's pretty much a pure climber Mm. in i mean i know she wins other things and she's done very well in american races in other in other things but but the thing is is Rio's a lap course, and every time they go up, they've got to come down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that's the thing. So to me, while I understand Mara's you know notional claim on a spot, to me there's a giant question mark there. Like I just, it just doesn't quite add up for me. But yeah, yeah. you know, the, I mean, that's part of it too. The politics of Olympic selection is very complicated for every country, and um, yeah, and, and, and the truth is that that someone always gets you know pissed off. Um, right. Oh, I mean, and then, to be honest, the American selection is always like as much decided by lawyers as it is for anything else, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's like it's it's. Um, well, yeah. but I, I guess that's where I'm going. You know, in a lot of senses, because I can see a large number of permutations in which I would completely expect and possibly support a legal challenge, because there are yeah. a lot of writers knocking on that door with with legitimate claims to a spot. So. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, I don't know if Mara's racing it, but the Joe Martin stage race starts today. Oh, um, that's right. UCI, that's a, a UCI race. It's um, I can't see a start list on their website because, of course, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it organised oh, by ASO oh. by any chance? <laughs> no, ASO, to their credit, do actually have start lists. They believe in start lists. They yeah, don't believe yeah. in videos. But um, yeah, it's uh, I guess it's one of those ones where we'll see the start list when yeah. we when you know when stage when stage one's done. But um, yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice race. So maybe maybe that's where Mara is. Maybe she's riding. Maybe she's riding the Joe Martin stage race. Who knows? Fuck, <laughs> cycling, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, four stages, prologue today, 4.8K, and then three, uh, then two road races, and then a crit. Now, I didn't think they were allowed to do that, but what? who am I? Um, they've obviously changed the they've obviously changed the rules on crits. I should probably go and look this up in the UCI. <laughs> if but, you um, get on the UCI website, fuck. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, look out for United Healthcare. Um, there, and and of course, this is a build up for the for the in the in the USA in the USA races to um, uh, to the to the tour of California. No, I don't even see I don't even see Mara Abbott on the on the on the rider list for right. Joe Watson or, or Chris Armstrong. So that's kind of, it's kind of interesting because it also means that they're not going out for UCI points. They're not right, going for qualification right. points for the Olympics. So, huh. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Well. Um, I, okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I think uh, United Healthcare are going to win. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> um, so yeah. So flesh, uh, Lizzie Armitstead still in the World Tour Leaders jersey. Yep. Uh, finally, someone other than Bowles Dolmans uh, winning a UC, winning a World Tour race. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anna van der Breger afterwards in her post race interview. It's so funny. Um, Felix Mattis is is like that, that's Felix's voice in the sports uh, interview, and I don't think sports actually had any commentators. Uh, any, I mean, it wasn't in the sports region, so that's not right. There. That's right. Not, but the TV company, um, RTBF, uh, didn't have any... I don't think they had anyone to interview at the end. It finished. So that's why we get rather... You know, that's why we get a nice interview in English where Anna van der Breggen says that you go up the moor the first time. You go, oh, shit, we've got to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> massive, massive congrats to Anna because last year when she won um, from her breakaway, from her small breakaway and won solo, she, she basically said that she had to do it because the moor's not a climb that suits her. Uh-huh. So, massive congratulations to her winning this this race. I mean, really, really, really fun. Really good for it's really good for Rabobank. They've been we say this all the time. They race classics super aggressively, and you know, uh, and Uadoma and Anna. It was their one to attack with with Anna first, then Kasha that got the the break final break in Strade Bianchi. Yeah, and it was Anna van der Breggen's attack in uh, Rana van Drenthe World Tour race that that got the final break of four. And they're always doing that. They're always attacking. They're mm. always aggressive, and they haven't. It's so hard, been so hard for them in the, in the classics. You know, in classics traditionally to, to to pull that off into a win. But you know, that's that's their fourth. That's their fourth flash one on in a row. It's. Which is pretty amazing, really. And, um, yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, it's been an exciting week for diversity of results. Um, So, yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, I mean, 20 minutes after the race finished, there was this, on Eurosport, there's this tiny little clip that goes up that's the world's smallest clip that split screens where they show Anna finish like literally they just show the finish line camera they don't show anything else and at that point I wanted to murder everyone and then when they and then they also have this thing where Anna's like oh Anna's hair looks really great when she's oh. going on the podium and that's because they have to wait for the men to finish before they have the women's podium which is awesome awesome on the one hand but kind of frustrating for people hanging around on the other yeah yeah so, but at least it meant that she could like do her hair and things like that so that's sure good. sure um, but still but while they were doing it, one of the Eurosport people was going, oh, it's really important that we see this, that we see the women celebrated alongside the men. And at that point, I don't want to leave, lean through my screen and slap him. I wasn't there for They're not in control of it. But it's like, don't don't try and pretend that it's a good thing. Yeah, don't. When, 
Well, I mean, basically that just becomes patronising. I mean, you know, because you're saying to people that they should be grateful that there's anything at all to to celebrate when it would have been really fucking easy to show. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, uh, I, I totally get I, it. For, I, I get it because we do this, like, like, we've done this every year for like four or five years now. It's like the, the arguments haven't changed. The reasons that it can be done and should be done haven't changed. The fact that it used to be done hasn't changed. Like, for fuck's sake, ASO, just sort your shit out. Oh, it's painful. And like you said at the top of the show about, oh, you know, this is more, more coverage is what the world tour is supposed to be. But yeah. we had the debacle of Ronda van Vlaanderen. We have flesh will on, I will not buy flesh will on a beer. Um, I, I wouldn't buy flesh will on a beer to glass them with the glass after I'd finished the beer. Like, like <laughs> fucking... It's, it's disgraceful, yes. Okay, Let's so, well, talking talk positive, about... I'm positive that there is some fucking crazy bike racing going on in Cairns this week. Oh, Cairns. In Queensland, um, Cairns, the gateway to the, um, the gateway to the Great Barrier Reef. Well, oh. yeah, well, it used to be. <laughs> yeah, for the moment, until we killed fucking, it. yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no, Sorry, positive. World. Glass half full. Glass half full. So Cairns is the location for the second round of the downhill mountain bike world cup. Um, it's hilarious. It's got spiders. Last year they had to stop the race for a while because there was a python on the course. It's got stinging trees. Yeah, look, that might be misleading. Like, let me just clarify. When we say python, we mean snake the size of a small tree. So. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So, just, so all the, just like people all the... at home might be thinking carpet python, or as Sarah earlier discovered, we actually have a species of python in Australia that's known as the children's python. That's how many fucking snakes we have. We've got one that we're like, oh, that's a kid's python. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they. It's always awesome because you always have every single photo. Um, photo gallery of track walks and stuff includes pictures of like riders taking pictures of giant spiders and going oh yeah that's not a bad one it just it just will like fuck up your riding yes. it won't do it yeah, yeah. too bad that, that's, that one they only have to cut your arm off if you get bitten like you'll live it's full of jokes about it being the only downhill course where you're safer between the tape on the course than you would be off yeah well you know but even that's relative like you're safe uh but it's it's, it would certainly be, be a mistake to believe that you were safe. It's going to be glorious. Um, there's the usual cavalcade of amazing media live coverage. It starts at 5 a.m. at British time. But because Red Bull TV is amazing, it, they also archive it. So it's going to be crazy like, that in 2016, someone's finally invented the technology to fucking show a, an event live and record it so that you can watch it whenever it suits you. I mean, what are we living in some kind of fucking dream future? <laughs> Yeah, this has only been happening for the last five years. Oh, God. Mountain bike. Um, Please gut ASO. (laughs) Buy them out and teach them how to do shit. Fuck. Oh, I think think when... um... There was uh, the last round of the Mountain Bike Downhill World Cup was was Lourdes, and um, they showed showed, uh, Red Bull put up on their website the Rachel Atherton helmet cam of her winning run, which is, like, so common now. Um, And they start off with a helmet cam... Uh, run by Claudio X Pro Claudio Calu- Calu- Caluoli, who does these amazing like 
commentaries while he's right while he's hooning it down some lunatic course with yeah. spiders and snakes dangling off every tree uh, the stinging trees around him uh, following the line of a top pro uh, Claudio gives us his opinion yeah, on what yeah. the course is like exactly. at camp. Oh, I love it so much I love mountain bike mountain bikes amazing um, yeah it's, it's yeah it's... All, all while they do this in country you know that is remote enough that it doesn't have internet access so if they can fucking figure it out like I'm pretty sure <laughs> Sure that you can yeah. stream a race from fucking Belgium is now, all now, I'm saying. Now so kind of had a Cairns downhill mountain bike World Cup. It kind of knocked Rachel Atherton out by hideous traveling on plane diseases. Um, so please don't let that happen again, world. But yeah, Lourdes had Rach winning with Tani Seagrave, former junior world champion, um, second, and Manon Carbon to third. It was a little bit of a British invasion, but that's downhill for you. <laughs> so um, local girl Tracy Hannah is definitely very definitely wanting to wanting to put these um these english people in their place much as australians are often want to do um never yeah. never i mean the only the only sense in which that's true is that we do want to put english people back in england so. <laughs> um watch that watch i'll watch anna van der Breggers post-race interview on sports it's awesome uh, if you want to look like Canyon Shram, you can buy a painted up Canyon Shram that the Canyon bike, a team issue bike. Nice. They're very pretty. Uh, I've been a uh, podcast. I want to shout out to um, our friend of the podcast, Natalia Santa Maria, who was on the Speed Metal Cycling podcast, uh, talking all th- talking about women's cycling. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I'll yeah. Put in our blog prowomenscycling.com. And I was on the Patreon podcast where they asked me about all sorts of things. Nice. Patreon. That's because you're also a very important part of Patreon because that is where people can make themselves look better and support you at the same time. Um, <laughs> for as little as like $4 million a month, you can help support Sarah with all the work that she does. And when I say $4 million, I mean more like two pounds. But Yeah, um, if you ever thought you'd like to buy me a beer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, oh, a big thanks me. big thanks to everyone who does contribute to Sarah's Patreon. Um, you may not realise, but she actually, you know, does almost all of this work for love and, um, and the support that you are able to provide her is actually really, really meaningful and makes a big difference. So thank- actually, actually, to be honest, when I get to like days where I'm completely, completely, completely pissed off and like, glass half full, glass half full, glass half full, I think about you and generally it's... Yeah, because <laughs> that gives her the money to fill her glass up <laughs> and finish what she needs to do. Oh, sadly, it's not even that. That's the sad thing. Um, so Joe yeah. Martin's stage race this week, Omrit van Borsele, which traditionally yep. has really nice media on um, Saturday. Dwar's Dora de Westhook on Sunday. Um, GP Liberazione, I don't even know if that's back on the calendar. It used to be. It might not be on Monday. Uh, then we go into Gracia Olovar, which is a two-point two. We've got a really mm-hmm. amount of clashes this weekend. Uh, the weekend, huge, weekend. huge number we of have... things coming up. I always love that we have Gracia Olovar and Festival Luxembourg Cyclisme Elsie Jacobs at the same time because uh, Gracia Olovar is traditionally a development race, is a race for development teams, except for one fucker always goes over and like destroys it. Like one super team who shouldn't be there always goes and like wins first, second, and third and GC and on every stage. So we're hoping that's not going to happen. Ah, this year it's going to be Canyon Shram because they are the team that's like head and shoulders above everyone else um, who's going to go and win everything there. Although I do look at the Australian national 
national team and think, you know, that I mean, I love, I love, I love Gracia Oliver because it's exactly, it's full of national teams, it's full of development squads, which is absolutely as it should be. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah. teams like BT, BTC City, Ljubljana. Um, the next biggest team is probably Ali Cipollini, and they're not very big. <laughs> uh, you know, your kind of Sveto Futons and Michaela Faninis and Astana and B Pinks. You know, that's yeah. that's how it's that's how it's it an exciting be. glimpse of that that. Um, next tier of riders coming through you know like yeah, it's, except, yeah. except the fact that it's going to be canyon winning one two yeah well, but yeah but that doesn't mean that your top fives and top tens won't won't yield some uh some nuggets of of um pure gold for future vds teams so yeah but over over in luxembourg you've got Bowles Dolmans, Savalo Bigler, Rabo Liv, uh, all of those, uh, yeah. Orica IS, all of the Wiggle High Five, that's where your superstars are going to be. And I, I love Elsie Jacobs. It's such a lovely, 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 lovely race. And it's in honour of the world's first ever um, women's, uh, women's road world champion. Oh, it's just gorgeous. I love this race. I'm just having a quick look to see if I can find the course because it's um it seems like it might have changed this year. <gasps> dun, 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 which is a bit shocking. So I'm just so you talk while I look up the Oh, okay. Ride. Well, okay. Among other things, um, as Sarah mentioned earlier, I am about to wing my way to the UK. We will be back next week to talk to you about all of these amazing races and what's more. Um and we will then shortly after that be doing a live well, a a actual podcast together which will be pretty interesting um the best way to get in touch with us if you would like to tell us that we're completely wrong or completely right or go for a beer with dan in manchester completely right would be to um hit us up on twitter sarah is at underscore pigeons underscore i am at dan w official or you can email us at prowomencycling at gmail.com um, I was wrong. Elsie Jacobs is exactly the same as it always was. It's a short prologue, and then it's and then it does that thing where stage one is a giant loop, um, finishing with small loops in Garniche, which I think is the home of Elsie Jacobs, and then stage two is exactly the same giant loop huh. with small um, small uh, things. I think they they might have moved now. It's Mamet. No, it's still a Mamet. <laughs> They know this race in their sleep and it's super tough. So it's great. But the other race that we have to look out for that weekend is going to be the Tour de Yorkshire, which is the race that will be streamed live people. And just and remember that's... that while it was only very briefly the richest uh, race on the on the season's calendar, <laughs> it is still a pretty rich race. And so it's going to be fun. Well, riders that we know are racing include Yolin Dora and Danny King racing for Wiggle High Five, Sharon Laws racing for Podium Ambition, Kirsten Veald racing for High Tech Products, and four, um, then lots and lots and lots and lots of small teams, lots and lots of small teams. I'm not entirely sure how Podium Ambition can get away with having both their pro team and their club team in there, but I guess it's the same way as Great Britain can get away with having a Great Britain national team and Team Breeze, which is the same thing. I cycling it's a mystery to me but in in the actual GB national squad we have Lizzie Armistead and coming back to aim at the Olympics Emma Pooley which will be incredibly exciting so one may ask why Emma Pooley is also not racing things like flesh will on etc etc but you know um I yeah I say my hypocr- my hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> your bias I- is showing Sarah your bias is showing you know what? I can't help it. I've always been the type of girl whose bias shows, you know. Yeah, well, hey, on that cheerful and possibly offensive note. 
come to our blog, prowomenscycling.com, and wish Dan a happy flight. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you again soon. <laughs>